Hey, great day. So before we get into today's podcast episode, I have a huge announcement. We are bringing back the Abundant CEO Private Practice Bootcamp. This is a three-day virtual party that I'm inviting all mental health therapists that either want a private practice in the next six to 12 months, or you already have had a private practice, maybe for the last year, five years, or even over a decade, but you want to understand wealth and cash flow in your company. You want to learn how to show up as a CEO and work more on your business versus in your business. Maybe you want to assess the health and the wealth of your current or future private practice to really see if you're on the right path to increasing your revenue, to growing your practice, maybe to streams of income later, or maybe even a group practice. Bottom line is you will walk away from this three-day bootcamp clarifying and understanding your niche, understanding how to show up as an abundant CEO, and most importantly, assessing the health of what you believe is a profitable private practice. So head down to the show notes and go to the link drtk.com forward slash links and sign up for the bootcamp. I'll see you there. Now let's head into the podcast episode. Hey, my name is Dr. TK, and I am obsessed with all things branding, marketing, numbers, and helping you live a lifestyle full of abundance. On this podcast show, we will uncover abundant tools to help you become the person you were meant to be. I am a mom and a wife who took the knowledge as a clinical psychologist working for a government agency and being a professor for over 17 years into building a multi-six-figure mental health business along with multiple streams of income. I teach you how to use my top secrets to trade that employee mindset for a CEO mindset, build generational wealth, move from serving your community from a one-to-one model into a one-to-many model, and most importantly, to live abundantly. Will I hold anything back? Of course not. This includes the good, the bad, and the ugly of business ownership. I believe that you can make a wildly abundant living and become unapologetic, going after big business goals, having fun, and making a significant impact in your community. Think of this as your one-stop shop to business growth mixed with a girl's night out. Get ready to dive into some juicy hacks to be more abundant and watch me challenge you to rise up to become the person that you were meant to be. This is the Therapist Deserve Abundance Podcast. Okay, so welcome everybody to the Therapist Deserve Abundance Podcast. I am your host, Dr. TK, clinical psychologist and the number one therapist business coach. In today's episode, I will be streaming live on Instagram and also for my podcast. The podcast episode typically is uploaded about a week or two later, but today's topic is what are SOPs, also known as standard operating procedures, and I'm going to specifically address three reasons as to why you need them. Okay. And so first let's talk about being a business owner. Some people walk around and say, Oh, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a boss, babe, or you're a business owner, but business owner is really the adoption of the mindset that you need to push your revenue to the next level, to delegate to the next level, be a leader to the next level. And of course, expand your reach and your impact on the next level, right? So when we talk about being a business owner, we have to learn how to like math. We have to learn how to like paperwork. And I didn't say love paperwork because that's why we hire people, right? Um, But I'm going to really address 
three specific areas as to why you need SOPs. And so first, let's talk about what are SOPs. It stands for Standard Operating Procedures. Now, any job that you have had in the past, if you are a therapist or you've collected internship hours, you were put into a room for about one to four hours, if not a whole week, or for me working in jails, a whole month before we got to see clients in the facility. And we had to go through a big binder of paperwork in order for us to, um, of course, do our hiring paperwork, but also do our onboarding paperwork so that our supervisors or lead clinical directors knew that when they put us in front of our customers, audience, or clients, that we knew the systems to run them when our supervisors were not watching. And so let's go ahead and dive into the three main reasons why you want to develop SOPs for your business, even if you don't have them yet, okay? For future business or current business. And so number one, I'm gonna pose to you the same question that I asked my community for our mastermind students. And then we also posed the question to our Dope Therapist Academy students. And I told them, since this is clearly a topic that we need to dive in a little deeper, right? Even though the whole program is based on, honestly, SOPs, is that we really need to hone in on it for this upcoming coaching call on Monday. And so I told them, get ready to get their hands dirty. All right, so you can get your hands dirty right now. So one of the things that I asked my students last week is, Let's just say you brought me on as a colleague and you want to go away to Bali, Paris, Thailand, wherever you choose for 30 days, one month. Can you hand me over something called those standard operating procedures and I be able to follow them step by step and not have to call you? So put a yes or a no in the comment box if you have that process set up, right? Because a lot of my clients said, hell to the no, <laughs> like I don't have that set up. When I put it in that perspective, what some of them realized was that they have stuff written down. They may have recorded a lot of videos, but it's not general to hand off to anyone who's in a particular seat in your business, right? So if I'm hiring for social media analytics or just a social media seat. I need to have specific standard operating procedures, SOPs that are directly correlated with how they're supposed to show up at their job to do it well to the point that I don't have to micromanage them. So I hope that you heard that keyword, write that down if you're taking notes. Do you want to micromanage people when you hire them? Odds are you probably didn't like to be micromanaged when you had a job. Micromanagement sounds like somebody, and I've experienced this from the employee side, um, when our clinical director at one of the jails that I worked at wanted to communicate to us or give us feedback, they would CC the whole department to give one person feedback. If they wanted us to do a report for a judge for a kid to either be hospitalized or evaluated, potentially to be hospitalized because of what they did when they showed out in court, when they got sentenced to camp, right? They would say, oh, it's done. Get it done by the end of the day. 
But what they would do to micromanage my time is they would keep calling and emailing me in my office as I'm trying to do these other tasks that you had me do for the day that is on a regular basis, like the call, you know, the phone call, on call, when something goes down with probation and the kid. But I had to do those things. And then they kept calling every hour to see if I was done. That to me is a version of micromanagement. If you gave me a deadline and I'm following the steps of doing what I'm supposed to do within that deadline, why are you keep calling me, right? To me, that's micromanage. Micromanage can also be, you're supposed to clock in to work on a computer or something in an office at eight o'clock and your supervisor, granted, they got a right to be mad when you're late, but I've heard stories of at another facility that I, that one of my friends worked at is that she came five minutes late. She told them she was running late because she was in traffic in this great LA traffic. And the supervisor was waiting at the door with a time correction sheet of paper, meaning you're not about to clock in and say you were here on time. You need to fill out this sheet of paper. I said, well, damn, that's like some serious micromanagement. So one of the benefits that I hope that you're hearing me say of standard operating procedures is that you're putting the responsibility on the person that you've hired, whether it be an employee or a contractor or an intern or a student. And then after you've properly trained them, of course, then you hand them off the standard operating procedure and, of course, get feedback and make sure that they understand the steps. Right. Um, So the prompt was, again, if you had to leave for 30 days, can you hand over something so that someone can run your business while you're gone? Okay. number two. Another benefit to SOPs is your ability to hire and delegate, aka getting things off your plate that either are not worth your hourly rates of what you're worth and or it's not your genius zone. Okay, so, for example, I can either choose to hire another professional but I still have to give them some version of standard operating procedures. So for example, if I hire a copywriter, part of our standard operating procedures may be, or a Facebook ads, I'll use Facebook ads. When I work with a Facebook ads agency, they didn't ask me to do this. They just would send me questions, but they have a project management system. What I chose to do over time of just getting to know what they needed to do their job effectively because they have their own business is that I just start creating a standard operating procedure in the form of a Google form, like an Excel sheet. And the columns were something like, what is the name of the picture or the video? What is the link located in my Google Drive that I made for shareable capabilities in my Google Drive? Um, How long is the video? Is it animated? What is the purpose? When do I want it to be turned on? I laid all of that out, including my launch dates, all of my links for my landing pages, sales pages, thank you pages, onboarding pages. And when I gave this to the Facebook ads agency like last year, they were like, wow, this is like super organized. (laughs) Like I've never seen anything like this before. And for me, I'm trying to minimize the time that I'm using across the board. So if you don't have to email me five times in the next two weeks, I'd rather you just look at this Excel sheet, right? So my ability to hire a whole nother agency to run my ads, even though that's their expertise, is that I'm still needing to give them guidance about how I want them to show up for me and my business. 
Now, the same thing goes if I hire an administrative assistant or a VA or a medical biller is that if they work under the umbrella of my business, I for sure need to give them a standard operating procedure packet. And you may be able to build these over time because sometimes when you hire someone, you don't realize maybe the other skill set that they have. You may not realize all the things that you really need them to do because you didn't do a real time allocation. You just said, I need to hire somebody for three hours a week, which is fine to start but you didn't realize that they were going to have a whole nother position like six months later and you don't have anything in place. And so it makes their job easier. For example, my project manager, she started off as a VA in May of 2020. We just celebrated her two year anniversary with us. And so one of the things that I set up really well in the beginning, but I believe that me being a professor, having a syllabus for each class for the last 18 years, honestly, that does give me an upper hand of having this level of organization. I was a quality assurance supervisor in various LA County programs. I was the program developer at high schools and in the jail system itself, like at certain facilities. And so I know that I have had extensive experience with doing this, but it's because it's also a passion of mine, which is why I attract certain therapists, clients to be in my coaching programs, because this is the very thing that is not their level of expertise. It is not their gift. And honestly, most business owners, whether you're a therapist or not, you're not thinking about no standard operating procedures. You're simply thinking about how can I get this shit off my plate? And then who do I need to hire? Not realizing that in order for that person to be successful, they need to have a step-by-step process. So I'll give you another prompt to think about. Either have you or will you like to be, would you ever like to be hired in a place that just quote unquote throws you out to the sharks? They just say, okay, you were hired as a therapist, as a customer service rep, as a Macy's counter clerk to take people's credit card once they buy their watches in the jury department, Um, figure it out. Right. And they just left you. They didn't give you any video training. They didn't give you a step by step training. They didn't give you the ability to ask for feedback. They just said, you're smart. You went to college. Figure it out. You're a therapist. Right. But you haven't been a therapist for them. So if you're a therapist and you have a group practice, please don't assume that just because somebody is a therapist, they have a degree, they have a license and they have hours under their belt. Please do not assume that you don't need standard operating procedures, because I don't believe that you worked anywhere in any internship sites Uh, Well, you might, but I don't believe that majority of your hours were spent at that were enjoyable with people throwing you out to the sharks, right? So it helps you with hiring and delegation. Last one, number three, and then I'm going to go into some other examples. Number three is time flexibility, aka wealth. The whole goal I thought of most people opening up a business beyond revenue is that you wanted to make an impact. You wanted to have flexibility. You wanted to create your own schedule. You wanted to have lifestyle abundance. And so how can you have another prompt? How can you have lifestyle abundance when you always have to be there to pick up all the pieces and do all the work? Okay, I used to test myself out when I had a group practice. I had two people on the admin side. We had up to seven therapists at any given time. And I remember I went to New York and we went out there twice. I think the time that I'm referencing 
we went out there just to celebrate our anniversary. Like it was our one year anniversary or something like that. And then I met up with one of my clients and then we ended up taking my family back a family of like 10 or 11, like a month later. So we were really scouring the town to see what can we do in 36 hours? Because that was all my family would have. Cause we were originally going to DC and then we were going to take a train out to New York and surprise the kids, which was my, um, oldest son and his cousin, right? My best friend and daughter, we're cousins now, me and my best friend. And so, What ended up happening is I told myself a few things. I said, one, I need to create a standard operating procedure, even for collecting money and keeping my money in my bank account. You have to have profits. You can't be spending all your money that you get. And so what I chose to do is whatever time frame, I think it was toward the last of the end of the month, because I told my husband, I said, I want to see if I move around some due dates and majority of the expenses have to be paid at the beginning of the month. I want to see what's going to happen if I can, one, save up enough money to be able to run payroll on its own, excluding all the money that we made this month, which requires savings and a plan. But I wanted to see how much money can end up in my account if I don't touch it. Nothing. I'm not investing in nothing this month. I just want to see how much money is in there. And that was my first time seeing $15,000 just sitting in my account with therapists who were seeing five clients a week and they were interns and like one license or two licensed therapists at a time. That was pretty darn good for me to only be working with clients for about 10 hours. And granted, this was mostly insurance-based back then when I first started my group practice because then I had to learn how to market, get organic traffic, get private pay. And we're talking about y'all like almost a decade at this point now. And so, uh, because I started my private practice in 2012 and then I started my my group practice in 2014. And then the extensive hiring process happened in 2015. Cause I started with two therapists, MFTs um, or MFTA now, but they were MFTIs. And then I went into um, psych interns, postdocs, and then they got licensed and stayed with me for the group practice. And so it was just amazing for me to see $15,000 of just money sitting in my ITO account. So I said, okay, I need to create a step-by-step process of how I can see this every month. So I had to create a standard operating procedure for bookkeeping. I had to create a standard operating procedure for looking at my quarterly taxes. I had to create a standard operating procedure for, um, let me just go down my list. I wanted to look at onboarding new clients. That needs to be itemized into a standard operating procedure. Onboarding new clients, graduating clients, aka termination, I need to have something just to onboard new clinicians in a group practice. I need it for my digital products now that we're talking about current date. I need or I have standard operating procedures for me to have a three-day or four-day boot camp launch. I have a different SOP for a one-hour webinar or 90-minute webinar. I have a different launch processes for a CE workshop. All of these literally have lists. And so if you are watching live and or on the podcast, put a one in the comment box if you think it would be helpful to get to know the back end of like what does project management look like for standard operating procedures. Now, I do have a YouTube video that's coming out fairly soon in the next week or two, and I'm going to show you the back end of how I plan family trips using my project management system. But I also think it would be helpful for therapists to see, because my mastermind students have seen it. I mean, that's the perk of them being in the mastermind is that they see all my systems, right? But I think I want to start making workshops on YouTube like that available in a video that I can upload for about 10 to 15 minutes and just walk you through 
what's possible if you just sit down and get committed. So I see that a lot of you are saying that, yes, that would be helpful. Okay, so overall, I've shared with you today three different reasons why you need standard operating procedures, also known as SOPs. We have, if you handed over your business to someone else so that you can actually take a real vacation or time off or maternity leave even for women, can you hand it off? Yes or no. Do you want to hire and delegate? Because if you want to earn more money, you have to hire. You cannot keep earning more and more money by yourself. It's humanly impossible. Number three is, of course, what we're probably all chasing, which is time, flexibility, wealth. You can't do what you want to do if you're constantly having to just recreate something simply because you don't want to sit down and type it out. What we're really getting down to is potentially your stubbornness, your inability to complete things that you set up. I tell my mastermind and my DTA students over and over again, If you're telling me that this is the outcome that you want in your business, if you're telling me you want to do a one-to-many plus one-to-one therapy services, but you want to have digital products, but you don't want to hire, you don't want to finish the tasks that I've given you, you want to sign up for 5,000 projects at the same time, it's not that you're not going to win, it's not that you're not going to earn money, but if you spread yourself too thin across multiple things at one time, my question to you is, will you see the fruits of your labor, the amount that you're really capable of making, whether it be the universe pouring into you, your higher power or God pouring into you, he's giving you a gift. Can you truly fulfill the whole gift if you're spreading yourself across the board and you don't want to do the basic things that you need to build, to then grow, to then scale your business? And the honest answer is no, you can't. It's not humanly possible. Okay. So do you have SOPs? Do an evaluation of your business. If you have an org chart, which you should, even if you are in every single box, right? Every seat should have a variation of different SOPs. So if I hired someone to be for customer service, customer service is loaded with multiple things. And so I need to have a standard operating procedure for every single task that I'm giving them. I can't just say, oh, so-and-so go and give all of these students access to Kajabi because I'm giving them a bonus. They're going to be like, how do I log into Kajabi? Which offer do I give them? Oh, it's three offers in the system. Which one do I choose? At what time do you want me to give it to them? Where's the list of the students that I'm supposed to give it to them? Like they need to know all of this. And then, oh, how do I check that they got access, right? Oh, I want you to go log into the portal and check to see if my DTA students are actually logging into the portal, specifically the ones that just joined last month. Well, how do I check which DTA portal? Cause you got four of them. Which one do you want me to check? Right. And then where do I check? What am I looking for? Am I looking that they logged in the first day or am I looking at the last day of login? Am I looking at that they completed 60% of the course? What am I looking for? It has to be standard operating procedures that are written. Okay. And think about it. If you ever went to a job that doesn't have standard operating procedures, you probably quit. Didn't even give them a two week notice. You probably quit because you were frustrated, burnt out, or better yet, you said that they were highly unorganized. So if you don't like working in spaces like that, why would you create that space for yourself and someone else? Doesn't make sense, okay? So evaluate and see if you have standard operating procedures in place. And then in terms of, I'll just share how it has helped me and my business go from building stage to growth stage to now scalable stage is that I've created videos and lists of a step-by-step process 
of things that happened in my group practice in the past, things that have happened in my solo practice, hence DTA, ECM, the mastermind gets the group practice version and then they take it and tweak it and hell run with it. One of my students, we're going to highlight her at the conference. She's going to be on the stage talking about profitability, group practice and systems and how like right now, I just got off a call with her, y'all. Like, give a shout out to Shaniqua, okay? So she is, I ain't gonna say where she located because I don't know if she want people to know. But nevertheless, she has been able to take off work, okay? And a group practice at that with five therapists and an office manager and admin. Like, where can you do that at knowing that your money is still being made in your business and your business can still run and it's not gonna be burnt to the ground when you're gone? I want y'all to take vacations. I want y'all to live abundantly, but sometimes it is your mindset that prevents you from living fully abundantly simply because you don't want to sit down to do the work. So some of you have asked, like, you know, will you be covering this? I talked about this in a recent Q&A. Will some of this be an overlap of what we're doing at the conference? The answer is yes and no. I'm not going to at the conference help you build out your SOPs. Okay. That is not what the conference is for. The conference is for identifying yourself as a business owner, being able to show up as a business owner with strategies and hacks. We're going to give you tangible maps to walk away with where they will be emailed to you. Right. So I just want you to show up, take notes and be present. You can bring your sheet of paper in your pen, and then we will email you whatever handouts we have. Because I believe that sometimes when we have too many materials in front of us, we get so boggled down with trying to see what's next that we're not paying attention to what's in front of us. And the people who I have either speaking in addition to myself, including panels of students and clinicians that have grown their solo private practice and digital product business under the umbrella of mental health. You need to be hearing everything they're saying. You need to be hearing about the good, the bad, and the ugly about how they did not want to sit down and build no SOPs, how some of them refused to build SOPs last year. And then their second year working with me in the mastermind, for example, they realized, oh, that's why I couldn't hire a, 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 a real person. And when I say real person, a person that's a good match for your business. Oh, that's why I got a high turnover rate. That's why I can't attract the people that are a good match for me and my core values for my business. It's because I don't even have my core values written into a standard operating procedure. Right. So how it's helped me again, I set up videos and step by step instructions for my team members over time. I've realized and this is this may be your story as well. I've realized over time that as I was recording videos, I really thought to myself, well, doggone it. This is why so-and-so couldn't finish the task, because I realized as I was talking it out before I started to write it out. I realized I was skipping from step one to 10 and I said, well, no wonder they couldn't do their job. But in order for you to know how you sound to someone else, you should use a soundboard like recorded in Zoom, recorded in QuickTime or whatever you have on your computer and videotape yourself giving the steps as though it's going to be handed to someone else and see how peed off you're going to be about yourself. Because some of y'all fired someone simply because they didn't have proper standard standard operating procedures for what you should have given them in your business. So I don't care what kind of business you are at the end of the day, in order for you to attract and keep great people in your business, you have to have standard operating procedures. Now your mindset may be even as a therapist that has a solo practice, it's just me. I'm running my ship on my own. Well, guess what? It's called a professional will. Do you have one? What will happen if something happens to you? It ain't got to be death. It can be, you can't make it to the office. It can be grief and loss. It can be like me. I was put on my couch at five months pregnant. Thank God I had standard operating procedures because one of my head clinicians that started off 
as my postdoc. She got to know my personality, my traits. We be, we developed a friendship over time. She became the go-to person to the point where if anything were to happen to me and I can't make it, she had a list of things to execute if I ever sent her a text and said, yo, it's green light. I need you to take over. That day came a lot sooner than I thought because I was on my couch at five months pregnant. Now, I clearly could work while I was at home, but there were still some things that needed to be handled, y'all. I had three physical offices. So let me say that again. When I was placed on bed rest at five months pregnant with the doctor telling me I cannot drive to my office, I cannot sit as a therapist in my office, I need to be on the couch with my legs propped up and I cannot do a lot of walking, I cannot work out anymore and I gotta go to the doctor every other week and then when I get in my third trimester go once a week, I had three offices, seven therapists. You say you want $250,000 a year in your practice. You say you want a multi-million dollar business. Maybe you just driving for six figures, whatever rocks your boat. But how are you expected to do that if you don't have a profitable framework for whatever business you have? You don't have a business if you don't have a back office. You don't have a business if you don't have SOPs. You don't have a business if you're not willing to hire people to get your time back. You're not even a damn boss because bosses do not sit behind the computer all day trying to do everything by themselves. That's selfish. You need therapy. Work on your trust issues. It's nobody but you. Okay. So lastly is after I started recording these videos and I realized how many steps were missing from my verbal SOPs, then I went back and wrote them all out. And then I recorded them taking my face off the screen because they don't need to see my face with no video. This ain't no webinar, right? And even those, I don't have to show my face because sometimes I just need to be in my mode talking like this. And I don't need you to see me doing all that because I need you to be focused on the screen. And so Figure it out. But nevertheless, you need SOPs. If you want to have a profitable practice, either now or in the future, there will be some epic announcements coming up very soon this month in June. Happy June. Happy mid-year. Happy end of the second quarter. Yes, it went by that fast, right? But I will be making some very big announcements and you do not want to miss them if you want to build a profitable practice. Now, if you're ready to scale and go to the group practice, please note, if you ain't got SOPs for your solo practice, I'm not accepting you into my program for the group practice. I'd be damned if you about to be my student and you want to grow and hire all these people and you're focused solely on revenue and you can't even take care of yourself. You, you're not, I'm not about to help you hire other therapists. I actually care for therapists, even that I don't know. So there's no way as a psychologist, as a coach, as a college professor, as a mama, I'm not about to let you do all that on my watch. You can do that on your own, sister, bro. (laughs) Okay, like I'm, I'm off. Okay, so if you have questions, hop over into my DM. If you have not tapped into my podcast, go ahead over to Spotify and or Apple. Make sure you leave me a review. You can leave your comment under here, but I know that once I post a live, you can't even see the comments, right? But if you have questions about having a profitable practice, shoot them in my DM. You never know. I may make your question a actual podcast episode, whether it's live here on Instagram and or it is on the actual Audible podcast. Now, just a few announcements. I've mentioned the conference. We are more than half of our seats full. I don't want to say the exact number, but this is around the time where I would just forewarn you not to wait until the last minute. 
our payment option, we have a two pay payment option still available. That will only be available for three and a half more weeks, basically until the end of the second quarter. After June 30th, it will no longer be available. And if seats are available at that time in the beginning of July, you're more than welcome to get one. But of course, they will be at a one payment. And the reason why we extended a payment option is because I know that everybody payday is different. I know that everybody's business is set up different and your flow of cash may just look differently than when you need funds to be available. So a lot of people had asked me and I put it out there and they took advantage of it. All right. So put a two in the comment box if you're watching live, if you know you need SOPs, Let's see. SOPs. That's what I need. Thank you for the information. You're so welcome. And me too. I need SOPs. So I want to thank you all for tuning in. Tune into the podcast. I will also be uploading a day in the life of a psychologist. More of those videos on the vlog on YouTube. We are actually in the process of just now (laughs) editing the last Vegas therapist experience. I just watched it and we actually have to break it up into three videos because it was long as hell. But what I did is I broke down, how do you prep for hosting a live event? If that's something that you want to do. So I'll walk you through everything that I did to host an event. Part two is going to roll out probably the same week. And we're going to roll them out by probably the end of this week into next week or over the weekend. Part two is going to be setting up in Vegas at the hospitality suite in the Aria and looking at what that setup is like away from home with a child and husband and family traveling with me. And then part three, of course, is a recap of the therapist that showed up, them coming into the room, their experience and all those things. And so can't wait for that vlog to come out. The conference, click the link in the bio, go to drtk.com forward slash links, or you can go to drtk.com forward slash TDA, Therapists Deserve Abundance. That's for the conference. Go ahead and grab your ticket. Hopefully I will see some of you there, but I know half of y'all already got your tickets. So I'm super pumped. I'm already practicing my um, runaway walk-in, you know what I'm saying? So you better come with some dancing shoes. That's all I got to say. All right. So I will see all y'all later. Hope that you enjoyed this live podcast and I will talk to you soon. Bye. Listen, I am over here dancing. You just finished another epic episode of the Therapist Deserve Abundance podcast. Now, I don't know about you, but that flew by way too fast. So if you want more, head over to drtk.com for additional abundant resources. And if you are looking for a tribe of abundant therapists like yourself to bounce around ideas and tap into another level of business growth abundance, be sure to join our Facebook community exclusively for therapists. The link is waiting for you at drtk.com. Come.